Hello, and welcome to the Pray the Miracle podcast. This is a short-run podcast of just a few episodes to help you pray the miracle this year. My name is Jimmy Houck. It's my desire that this podcast would be a tool and an encouragement for you this year as you pray for two people who are close to you but far from God. There are so many ways that our prayers can be derailed, whether it be discouragement, lack of discipline, the normal distractions of life, or even just not knowing where to start. We created this podcast to dive into some of these topics for discussion and to help you break through those barriers Let's jump into this week's episode. Well, hi, I'm Jimmy Houck. I'm the outreach pastor at Bethany Baptist Church, and I'm here today with Joy Unseth. Joy is a longtime member of Bethany. She is a deaconess and a leader in our women's ministry. She is wife to Joe and mother to two brilliant and lovely adult women who are twins. Joy, welcome. Thank you. I'm I'm actually genuinely happy to be here, even though you had to talk me into it. Even though I sent you like a really nicely worded email saying pretty much no. Well, <laughs> that's why I'm so good at outreach. I don't take yes, no for an answer. Right. You're very, right? very so. persuasive. <laughs> But nice. You, you pulled me in with the nice. You, oh, praise yeah. God. Yeah, praise <laughs> God. Joy, this year we're, we're trying to encourage and equip our church to pray the miracle. So in other words, we're seeking to grow as a community in our practice of intercession and prayer for lost souls. So today we're talking about how differences in our personalities can feel like a barrier both to prayer and evangelism. Yeah. So let me just start out. Joy, how would you describe your personality? Well, I think I definitely am not a extrovert, but I'm not an extreme introvert either. So I guess I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. It's harder for me to take the initiative to walk up to a stranger or, you know, really kind of mm. any stranger encounters are, are harder mm. for me. But I do enjoy talking to people and Kind of, I enjoy deeper conversations with people, but I don't know, just even earliest memories. I remember kindergarten crying every day going in because, you know, here's a room full of people I don't know. It takes me a little while to To warm up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can attest that you're very warm. my friend. So <laughs> once you warm up, let me ask you, have you ever seen your, your personality as a, as a barrier? Let's first say like maybe a barrier to evangelism. Are there things about how God made you that mm-hmm. have felt like a barrier to that? You kind of right. indicated that I think, you know, in that like, well, if evangelism is just mm-hmm. talking to strangers right. on the street, then yes. and sounds I, like it is, right? Yes. Or, and I think sometimes in the church, we can start to think of evangelism as only that or primarily mm, that mm. of, you know, knocking going into a neighborhood and knocking on doors and just encountering people that you don't know. And I'm not saying that that's not a good thing to do. I'm just I saying, actually love that. Yeah. See, certain personalities <laughs> love that. And to me, that is super like, do I have to do this? And and then kind of the guilt, mm. like, do I not love God? Because I'm not doing because that. Because I'm not doing mm. that or I don't mm. really want to do that. So in those ways, I think personality can be a, a hindrance if you know, depending on sure. how I'm thinking about evangelism, but also just because I know that sharing Christ with someone is so important, mm. it can make me like freeze up, like, oh, what do I say? You know, like mm. if an opportunity presents itself, mm. then it's easy to uh, start second guessing, oh, you know, I don't want to mess this up. What should I say now? You mm. know, because I didn't have time to think about it ahead of time. Yeah. And yeah. so that sometimes for me can be another barrier. Afterwards, I think of all the brilliant ways I could have presented the gospel. And I think too, sometimes we think of evangelism as just 
sharing the entire gospel all at once. Mm. But I think for me, a lot of times it's in a friendship. It might be, I'm sharing a little bit at a mm. time, but mm. over, over time. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, and that, that reminds me of just like the, the planting and the watering analogy mm-hmm. is yeah. that, um, you know, that there is a process. I've heard it said that it's like the average person who comes to know Christ from unchurched background needs mm-hmm. to hear the gospel seven times, yes. you know? Uh-huh. And so it's not that that's not important that they hear the full gospel, right. but, but they may not hear it all at once. Even if they do, probably shouldn't assume that most people will respond immediately. Right. Sometimes they need to think about it. Right. Yeah. I think that's why that's helpful to me mm-hmm. because it helps me to know I'm not in this alone. Mm-hmm. That there are, you know, if, if we're all doing our little part, mm. then any one person is going to be hearing truth from multiple people in their life. Isn't that such an encouragement? Yeah. You know, that's one of the things I love about being at Bethany. You know, yes. I know that like when I bring people here, mm-hmm. you know, and even you and I, I feel like have worked together, you mm-hmm. know, where there's been someone that both of us have cared, well, that I, I was caring for, but I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I really need to get this person connected to a godly woman. And so mm-hmm. I was able to, to connect her with you. Doing evangelism with the church mm-hmm. allows various personalities to kind of lean right. into each other, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Joy, what what about prayer? Like, you know, as you mm-hmm. consider your personality, and I, I love this conversation because I think we have different personalities, mm-hmm. so this is For fun, sure. <laughs> you know? So it's like there's there's strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. on both sides, mm-hmm. um, a lot more strengths on the other side of the table uh, across from me. Have you ever seen your personality as being somewhat of a barrier for prayer and maybe specifically prayer for the lost? I think one of the things that's a struggle for me is it can be just a matter of taking the initiative to be organized about it and to fit it into my my daily routine and then maintaining that discipline. Oh, that's so good. So for some people, Mm. I think every personality is going to have maybe different hindrances for their prayer life. Some people are super disciplined and Mm -hmm. so that's not going to be their hindrance, but it might be that for them, it's their day is filled with so much activity that it gets pushed to the side. Yeah, that's so good. That's probably like one of my challenges, Mm -hmm. you know. Have you ever heard of the Myers-Briggs? Yes. So so like the the last letter on there, like there's judgers and the perceivers Mm -hmm. and like judgers are not bad. They, uh-huh. They're just a word they chose. They probably should have chose something oh, else, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, but uh, the J's or the judges tend to organize in files. Mm. And, and I think about the very disciplined person, you know, okay. who's like, they're going to, yeah. they're going to be more planned and, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to keep their structure. Mm. But then there's the kind of person like me who organizes in piles. Yes. Right. And we uh-huh. all need to be organized, right. but we have different ways to do that. And I think mm-hmm. that can affect our prayer life and how yes. we do this. Right. What I'm trying to say is I, I think depending on your personality, I'm curious what you think about this, but discipline and organization and even planning can look a little bit different. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. My husband refers to areas in our house that these are file piles because <laughs> I know exactly where something is, right. you know, in yeah. that, but it looks disorganized. It lo- but it's not. But it's you, not. Yes. I know where it is. There's and a I, method to the madness. I have to be able to see things too. Mm. So if I put things neatly in a filing cabinet and it's yeah. put away, I won't think about it. Yes. Yeah. So I have yep. to have a visual. And so what I hear you saying is like, if you're going to pray for the lost, if you're going to remember that and like kind of weave that into your life, mm-hmm. you might have to have like a visual reminder. Is that accurate? Yes. So like I need either index cards. I did just get a journaling thing that cool. was specifically for prayer. So I, I'm going to try that out and see how that works for me. Even just having index cards, you know, it, it's not cute, but <laughs> it's effective. No judgment. Some personalities yeah. need cute. Right, some don't. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So that's helpful. Yeah. It's just a tool. Yeah. That's really good. I, I've been thankful. Like I have an action list that we've, we've produced mm-hmm. here and we've been giving it out to yeah. the, to the church on my whiteboard. And that actually has been really helpful as a visual cue. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that helps with my personality is to try to think when I'm bored, pray first, mm. explore mm-hmm. my apps later. You mm, know what I mean? So, right. cause I think there's arrow prayers. There's like specific time dedicated to prayer. Yes. And I think we need both, but mm. there's just been a lot of time where I've been, I've been praying over the last month and a half that we've been praying the miracle together. I've been praying for the, the folks that are on my heart through arrow prayers mm. where, you know, mm-hmm. there's this, so there's specific moments I'm trying to like train my mind and that mm. works for me. It works for my personality to think about the lost first, you mm. know? So before I play my chess app, uh-huh. um, cause I'm a nerd and I like chess <laughs> is, uh, for me it's Wordle. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I'm, what if like before, you know, for you and I, before you do Wordle, you say, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop and pray for a couple lost people. Right. Like I'm I'm just going to work that in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's been very helpful for me. I I think it's a good thing to think about what works for your personality and not try to fit yourself into someone else's box. That Um, is so good. Yeah knows everyone by name at the grocery store. Wow. Like that's incredible. She talks about, she's like, oh yeah, you know, Jody <laughs> you, in, you, in the deli and, you know, here's what's going on in her life. Beautiful. And I'm like, I don't, I go to the same grocery store, yeah. Jimmy, and I don't know anyone's name yeah. in there. So that's a, that's a personality thing. But I shouldn't try to, to say, well, this is how I should be and yeah. try to force myself into that instead of ignoring like, well, here's how God made me and here's the people that he's putting in my life mm. that he wants me to influence and to talk talk to about him and about the gospel. That's so good. Joey, do you know maybe quieter people who have been faithful evangelists who maybe they don't look like the person who's like flashy and mm-hmm. who's out on the street, but as you looked at their lives, you've observed that, man, these people are pretty praying for the lost mm-hmm. yeah. and these people are are actively involved in the mission mm-hmm. like can you can right. you think of any stories like that or examples yes. like that yeah yeah I, it is hard to think of a lot of examples just because they're probably not the people that are that also notice. telling that's, about it. Yeah, that, yeah. But I do thought of my mom, who is also very quiet, reserved person. Partially, some of that, I think, was she had a hearing impairment from a pretty young age. And so, mm. you know, that also was a, a barrier for her in communication. But she, especially the last several years of her life, was very burdened for the other residents and the staff at the assisted living where she was. She was able to have, I know she prayed for them. Mm. and looked for opportunities and was able to have a lot of conversations in very natural ways for her because, Mm. you know, she's, it's almost like you're back in college when you're in assisted living, you know, you go down to the, to the dining room where you're eating with other people. And so it's just a few people at your table. So you have, you obviously are having conversations with them and and yeah. finding out about their life. And then, you know, staff people come into her room every day mm. and she's able to interact with them. They see, oh, what are you reading there? You know, mm. and then it's always a devotional or a book on heaven. Mm. You know, so she was just able to have a lot of natural conversations with people. But I know she also is very burdened, um, especially for other residents because they're older. Yeah. And um, yeah. she's recognized, you know, they don't have a lot of time left to mm. really 
think about this and respond to it. And I know she was very burdened for people who, when she would try to talk to them, really didn't want to talk about it. And Mm. so she prayed a lot for people there. Yeah. Do you remember, did she have any like method for helping her remember? Did she have like a list or anything that Uh, she kept? Yeah, she did have lists of of people she was praying for and, you know, especially us as family members. Sure. Uh, It Mm. was super sweet because just recently my daughter Malin had taken her list, Mm. her notebook sent to each of us in the family. Oh, that's so powerful. That's beautiful. The pages that she had, you know, the things that she was praying for each person in the family. So that was just really really cool. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's a, that's a wonderful story. It reminds me of my, my grandmother before she died, she she had a list that I can still remember looking at it. It wasn't pretty. Maybe it wasn't as long as Mm -hmm. some people's list, but she had a list of people that she was regularly praying for. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being really encouraged by the fact that even in her older age, she was still serving and reaching through prayer. Yes. And we need those particularly older saints in the church who have had a lifetime of discipline of prayer. I know it's a little bit, you know, when we lose our older saints, I'm happy for them going on to to glory. Mm -hmm. But I do think about how we miss having those prayers, Mm, you know, that that are so important for our church. So we need to raise up a new generation of prayer warriors. warriors. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think people with different spiritual gifts Mm. might interact with praying for the lost a little bit differently or bring like maybe a unique perspective or shade on, you know, praying for the lost, you know, like we can have spiritual gift of of hospitality. Yeah. That plays into how we pray. So if you have that gift of hospitality, you're probably praying about who can I invite over to my home? Mm. If you have the gift of evangelism, you're thinking about what stranger can I walk up to today? (laughs) For someone with the gift of service, it might be, Lord, give me an opportunity to meet someone's need today that I can share with them. And it's interesting because I, since the beginning of this series, Mm -hmm. I've been praying for a couple friends and right away, God gave an opportunity um, to help someone who their furnace went out. Okay. And it was that bitterly cold Sunday where we only had one service, you know? So we were able to, to help, but also I just really wanted her to know this was a chance thing. Like I just happened to text her that day and she mentioned that the furnace guy was coming over. And so I would not have known of this need, you know, but yeah. I, and I told her this was a, this was God looking out for you and I love you, but God loves you too. So yeah, there's prayer is really vital for seeing those opportunities and, and how your spiritual gifts, they do affect the ways that you pray or the opportunities that you're looking for. When I think about like my own weaknesses, you know, in prayer, like one is that I think I can be so busy. I could be so action oriented Mm. that I, one of the biggest things that God is doing in my life this year is helping me learn to, to love prayer and to prioritize it. Mm -hmm. Because frankly, for most of my life, I have not Mm. prioritized prayer as even close to Mm -hmm. what I should. But one of the things I love about prayer for the lost is that it reminds me that I'm entering into his work. And I think what it also does is it helps me and it brings an element of excitement because Mm -hmm. when I'm 
praying, the spirit kind of opens things and opens my eyes and leads and nudges in a way that like, it's almost never completely my plan. And I, my personality loves to plan and execute, (laughs) you know? Yes. But prayer, I really think it's, it's like, it humbles you, you know, like, like with the furnace off, right? Because I can, if it takes the pressure off because I can think, oh, this is totally on me. I've Mm. got to talk to, if I don't talk to this person today, Mm. that's, it's all on me, you know, their, their eternity. And that's a huge weight. And in prayer, we realize crushing. Yes, that, right. And debilitating for mm-hmm. like, well, now I've got to say the exact right words at the exact right time. And all you of a sudden know. you're paralyzed. Yes, you don't say anything. Right. And so when we're recognizing in prayer that we are entering into God's work, the work he's already doing, yeah. I have no power to change someone else's heart or even their thinking, but God does. Mm. And so he wants from me my faithfulness. And I, and I think too, he wants, I think in prayer, it is helpful to enter in the way God is thinking and seeing the people that I'm coming into contact with because, you know, sometimes it's easy for me just to go about my day and not be thinking about the eternal. Yeah, um, the the spiritual realities. The spiritual realities, Mm. right? In prayer, I can enter into more of his way of thinking about Mm. myself and about him and Mm. about other people. And I think that's key to sharing my faith. Yeah. Because if I'm not seeing people the way God sees them, then I'm not going to be motivated. We saw that in the in the message a couple weeks yeah. ago, you know, Jesus saw the crowds and he looked at them with on them with compassion because he saw they were sheep without a shepherd. And then he's like, the harvest is here, pray for more workers. That's the kind of urgency that I need to have, but I can't have it unless I enter into the mind of Christ. Right. We have the mind of Christ. Yeah. So, and I, I think we... Yeah, he didn't He didn't put on his Messiah hat and then take it off for lunch. Yes, right. He's constantly, and every person he yeah. uh, came into contact with, he saw that way. That's he so good. He saw that they were sheep, that they needed him. That's so good. I think about, you know, the, the quieter personality and the need for boldness. And I, I'm, I'm encouraged because like, you know, scripture says that Moses was meek. Mm-hmm. And yet we I don't know. usually think of him as meek right. because we know what he said and we right. know what he did. Right. And you've shared that like, though, you you know, when you warm up, you're bold, you're, you're not necessarily on the extreme end mm-hmm. of like introversion. What are some passages of scripture that have helped you to be bold for Christ in the past? And we've touched on this, but I think sometimes we think of boldness only with strangers. But I think there's at least for me, actually, like boldness with close friends or family can actually be way harder. Mm-hmm. Like I would much rather knock on okay, yeah. a door than risk a, a deep friendship. And it's like, well, Jesus, I think would call me to do both, right? So so my personality needs boldness too. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so what are some passages of scripture that have helped you with that, that boldness? Yeah, I think the first one is, you know, Jesus' uh, first call to his disciples. Follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Mm. That's really encouraging, A, because it's about following him, which is what he calls us to do is. His, his, his disciples, but I will make you fishers of men. You know, I will make you seek after the lost. So again, mm. that desire to share our faith comes from 
comes from him. And connection he, to him. Yep. Another one is Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That one is a huge, I, that's one of my favorite verses in so many applications. Again, the idea that it's not about me Mm. Um, and I think uh, boldness is also tied to humility because in order to be bold, I have to not be thinking of myself. Yeah. Mm. And so dying to self and letting Christ live in and through me and also, you know, stepping out in faith. Mm -hmm. um, so that boldness is a step of faith and also just by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, mm. that's also a motivation to think about how much he loves me and how much he's done for me the motive then to, to love him back mm, yeah. by sharing him with others. Yeah, he's he's worthy. Yeah, yeah. And he's worthy, worthy of this. Right, worthy of my time in prayer yep. and building that relationship with him. Yep. And I think that's a key. I don't know that we can really have evangelism without being connected in relationship to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, first totally. and foremost, yep. you know, having, receiving him yep. by faith and having the Holy Spirit indwelling mm -hmm. us. Also, just from the standpoint of it's, again, his work through us. Praise God. Joy, are, are there any, any resources that you would recommend for people that have inspired you when it comes to prayer or evangelism? Like any, any books or podcasts or anything that you're like, you know, this has been helpful for me. Mm. I mean, a book that I really like on prayer is The Praying Life. Miller. Yeah, Paul, Paul Miller. I think Paul yeah. C. Miller, I think. But okay. Yeah, definitely Miller. Paul yes. Miller. And then, you know, just in close, I, I would, I just want to ask you, can you think of any stories that are meaningful to you where God has worked the miracle in response to prayer? Yeah, I think about a coworker that I had. And again, I, I think this is, it's almost the ideal for my personality mm. scenario because we work together. So we got to know each other over time mm -hmm. and she's an open person person, you know, so it was easy to talk to her and share life with her. She was getting married. So I wrote in her card for her wedding segment of First Corinthians 13, you know, love Praise is patient, God. love mm. is kind. And she, after coming back from the wedding and everything, she's like, oh, that was so meaningful. Where did that come from? I don't think she even knew it was from the Bible. Oh, wow. And yeah. so I'm like, oh yeah, this is from the Bible. And, and, you know, I'd been praying for her over the years. And then at the same time, the pastor was talking about how to use a book to as a tool and it's basic christianity by john john w. Stott. Stott, yeah right yeah which is kind of a it's a pretty heady like the way he, his writing <laughs> style yeah, right. is very intellectual you know like this is something oh if i were going to meet with a college professor this is what this I is would what use. i would give him yeah, yeah okay uh -huh. and but this is what i used because it yeah, was that's what um, you had that's what i had yeah. and and she i'm like would you like to meet with me and talk about you know it's oh, basic that's christianity so and she's like, yeah, so we did. And, you know, it was like over time, like yeah. uh, once a week, over a month, four or five weeks. And, you know, at the end, it's you do have to, the book has you press into that question. Like, what will you do with Jesus? She was like, yeah, like, yeah, I think I, I want to trust in him. You know, and Praise I was God. like flabbergasted because <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, Praise God. And, yeah. you know, she saw it, even though, you know, this mm. again, the, I could read you an excerpt and it's like, whoa, this is really yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way he writes is. Isn't that it's cool pretty, how the Lord it works providentially? Yes, yes. You and know, then we were yeah. able to, because she is starting from zero. She had a Catholic background, but, you know, hadn't didn't know anything about the Bible. Then I, 
you know, continue mm-hmm. to meet with her and then going through fundamentals of the faith and, you know, which really starts out with where did the Bible come from? How is it organized? And she was like, oh, Old Testament New Testament. Wow. You know, like didn't really know any of that. So that was yeah. a joy too, because mm-hmm. I think that part of evangelism and discipleship go together. It's all about making disciples. You know, initially they yeah. need to enter into the relationship with Christ, but then also helping people grow. That's such a joy for me, but the two go hand in hand. So that really stands out to me because it was an opportunity to have both of those together. Hmm. And I think that's kind of rare. You know, usually it's if I meet with someone for discipleship, it's someone else who's led them to the Lord. You yeah. Know? So that was really sweet that the Lord gave me that opportunity. Well, thank you for sharing this story and, and Joy. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for, for being me. willing to be convinced oh, yes. to come and, and sit and talk with me. Mm-hmm. So you're a great friend and mm-hmm. I'm thankful for you. Thankful for the conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I, I do appreciate all that you're doing too to encourage our congregation in prayer and, and evangelism. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pray the Miracle podcast. We pray that you found this week's episode helpful and inspiring. Our challenge for this year is to pray for two people who are close to you, but far from God. And so we created a special tool to help you to do just that. It's an email list that will send you a simple action step each week, but all of them are designed to get you praying and sharing. You can sign up for a 13-week challenge, a solid 26-week challenge, or go all the way and do the 40-week challenge by going to bethanycentral.org slash pray the miracle. 